Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. (gasps) Nerd Debate 5 live. There we go. Boom. That is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at... The amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
Uh, I, I need to scroll faster because this was much farther back. Oh, way back uh, in the day, back in his NWA, which, uh, by the way, for our upcoming episode, we're covering a movie called uh, Bad CGI Sharks. And in the movie, at one point, uh, one of the characters calls the police and he basically like, <laughs> like he monologues to the police and he's like, well, you're no help at all. And he's like, man, the police are bad. If only somebody like NWA, maybe we should have listened to NWA this whole time or something. It was a great, great reference. Very, yes. very funny. Um, the that would be 2001's Bones. Uh, oh, was, right. And I feel like there probably was another one, but that's definitely what I was thinking of was, was Bones from from 2001. So again, not uh, not not Snoop Dogg's first Vampire Weekend. Yeah, I. So here's the thing. I fucking love vampires, right? I love <laughs> vampire things. I love vampire movies, vampire TV shows. Like, uh, you know, First Kill, it was terrible. It got yeah. canceled, by the way. It deserved uh. to get canceled. <laughs> but I still freaking love to watch it. Also, there was like, you know, the the originals, uh, Vampire Diaries, Legacies. I freaking loved Legacies. Wasn't too keen on Vampire Diaries or the originals. Uh, I think it got a little too brooding, whereas Legacies was a little more fun. TV series, obviously True Blood is one of my favorite series of all time. Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, awesome and sad. Mm. That's a very being, sad story. I don't remember being sad. Let me in. Sad. Little girl. Vampire. She finally finds a friend, but then everybody comes after her. Uh, mm. John Carpenter's Vampires. Sad, uh, even though it's James Woods. Fuck James Woods. <sighs> James Wood loses all of his friends. All of his friends die uh, because a vampire basically takes them out one by one. All vampire stories are inherently sad. Vampires are a sad monster, aren't they? They really are. They're They're like... You know, but like, I think that's where you get the whole theme of vampires being very emo is because all their stories are like, mm, I'm immortal, but I'm shit about it. You know, like that's basically the plot of every vampire movie. Like Twilight's a really great example because he's like, you don't understand my soul is destined to go to hell. Be like, motherfucker, you won't ever find out. You are literally immortal. Like, who gives a shit about your soul at this point? You are never going to die. Yeah, I mean, Why are you worried about hell? At the very least, you have a long time to wait. Right. I mean, like, his, his dad is, like, 500 years old. He's already, like, oh, almost 200 years old. Like, How long what have are you, you worried been about 17? hell for? A while. Like, wait, so you're not 17, but you are totally hitting on me right now, you freaking pervert. I got you, motherfucker. Okay. Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I knew I'd find one. All right. Which, by the way, throwback. That was our very first our episode very ever. Very first. Yeah. And that, that friends if you were not with us in the beginning and maybe haven't caught the reference throughout the years uh all four and a half of them so far uh that is the day that we learned that the most effective way to use a firearm is to simply throw it you know and so it's here's the thing about the day shift so i'm gonna spoil a little bit about day shift but i mean i'll be honest it's a very typical vampire film like vampire hunter film so like mm -hmm. it's not really you know anything special he never throws a gun at someone, but he does shoot them a lot with guns. Uh, and I think, you know what? That's probably why the majority of the film happens the way it does is because he should have just thrown the gun. Should just fucking throw the gun, man. Like, yeah. 
You're never going to kill a vampire with a gun unless you throw the gun. Yeah. Yeah, I, so this movie was really bad. It was very poorly written. I, you know, I like Jamie Foxx, but Jamie Foxx has gotten to the point where he plays Jamie Foxx in movies so yeah. much so that like when he's acting in a movie and like he's like, oh, I just got to save my daughter. I'm like, eh, eh, I guess. Like, I don't really know, man. Like, they didn't really spend a lot of time building up the fact that he has a daughter. So like they had one scene together in the beginning and then the whole time he's like, I got to do this for my kid. And I'm like, I don't really care about you or your kid at all. Like you kind of suck. Like you, you, he doesn't redeem himself in any way. So like it kind of sucks the whole movie. And the one character who is good, who would have a really good story arc is, is kind of pushed off to be a secondary character. And that's Dave Franco, who I fucking love. Dave Franco is great. And it's very unfortunate that he is, he's relegated to a, a secondary, like, throw almost a throwaway character um same thing with snoop dog snoop dog is is kind of a cool character but he's kind of thrown away in the end but he gets his comeuppance because you know snoop double d-o-double-g i just like whenever i see that snoop dog is cast in something like this i get momentarily excited because i'm like fuck yeah snoop dog but then i remember that he's probably going to have like three and a half minutes of screen time and that's about right it's going to be a letdown but then like but then he shows up and you're like yeah. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he does have a very cool scene, um, uh, which is which is really cool. But uh, other than that, yeah, he he's just in like one small part of the movie, yeah. um, which is good. I so my my mini review of the day shift is it's uh not great, um, and uh, <laughs> I'll I'll be honest, I think it's a total pass. If you really like cool fight scenes and stunts, this movie was directed by a stunt coordinator. If okay. you really like fight scenes and stunts, there are some really cool like fights in the movie. Um, same stunt coordinator, he did like John Wick, um, one of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, he did uh, a couple of other movies uh, like that. But like other than that, man, I think it's a skip. It was uh, it was pretty rough to watch. I'll be honest. The stills from imdb make it look like it was filmed on like a sitcom set like it looks like it's filmed on the set of wandavision or something it is just very generic hollywood that it's filmed in yeah so he did uh john wick he did like he was an actor in john wick uh basically a stunt actor in uh in everything um oh by the guy the the guy's name is jj perry um but the writer for this movie is um is uh tyler tice and shay hatton and uh shay hatton did both of the army of the movies he did army of the dead and army of thieves which i didn't particularly care for i thought both those movies were pretty bad Uh, but i know a lot of people did like those i liked army of the dead a lot and i wanted to watch army of thieves and i have not yet so i need to get around to that See, I didn't care for either of them, but I'm starting to think that I don't like zombie things anymore. That's probably it, because yeah. you haven't liked anything zombie-related that we've talked about in a while. I haven't. It's it's true. And uh, But he also did John Wick 3, which I loved John Wick 3, but I, but I mean, the John Wick movies, aside from the first movie, are just like, I'm going to kill my way through the plot, and yeah. it's cool-looking. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is cool-looking, Keanu Reeves. Like, I will take you know, John Wick four and five. I don't even care if you say a word for the whole movie. <laughs> it's just cool to see you do cool shit. Yeah. Um, but that's the, but, but that's the presence, you know, the precedent that, uh, John Wick has, has set. So yeah, day shift, meh, pass. So I've been on a little bit of a self-imposed media vacation. Like, okay. 
not like not strict. Like I do, I'm still obviously watching films for the the podcast. I watch a little bit of TV, but I'm I'm trying to do a little bit more disconnecting, just because I, I felt like I just okay. wasn't I wasn't doing anything. But like I was working, then I was going and watching TV, and like there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's not what I wanted. <clears throat> uh, and like I think I've told you this before, but I, I've had this thought for several years. I'm like, why don't I read as much anymore? Like I just like I have. I have tons of books and I keep buying them and I love them. And when I pick one up, I get really into it, but then I just, I just don't read. And then I realize it's because when I was consuming like three books a day as a kid is because I wasn't distracted by literally anything else. I'm right. like, all right, well, I just, that means I just have to make time. So I've, I've started making more time to either just, you know, sit out on the, the balcony and just enjoy the, the nice weather or to read or both. Uh, I picked up a book recently um, by an author named Kay Easton, 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 I think it's Easton, uh, okay. called How Rory Thorne Destroyed the Multiverse. Now, oh. if anyone, if, on the off chance that Kay, you're listening, or if anyone out there knows Kay and has any concept of what they mean when they say multiverse, I would love an explanation because this is like, it's not a multiverse story in the sense that like we've talked about. They, the, okay. the author uh, doesn't explicitly like explain anything about what this multiverse is. They just keep referencing it as the multiverse. Uh, They do have like, they they delve a little bit into like some quantum entanglement and quantum theory, stuff like that with the way that they do space travel and stuff like that. So like clearly there's some thought into this larger world building. Uh, But the way that I would describe this is if you took disenchantment seriously. Okay. Uh, oh, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, the 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 Princess Rory Thorn. Uh, I was obviously I was picturing as Bean, uh, yeah. her closest advisor, who's a vizier. Uh, I pictured him as Advil, and of course she has a, an annoying little brother. Uh, so I just pictured him as the annoying little brother from Disenchant, <laughs> uh, Prince uh, I, Prince Derek. Uh, so is this a good book though? It's a delightful film. Like, okay, very much like there there's 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 space travel, there's war, there's palace intrigue, there's spy shit, and then like uh, there's magic. That like there's like this. Basically, like math, science-based form of magic that, that, that okay. people practice, and like most uh, like humans and like most other alien races they've encountered do actually think of it as more of a science. But they she, like alchemy-ish. They, but kind, not well, the there actually is like alchemy in this as well. So there's alchemy and arithmancy. So oh. arithmancy being like being able to manipulate. Uh, like energy and numbers and like electronics. Like they talk about like hacking these like quantum computers with uh, arithmancy or like disabling the, the spy cameras and stuff like that. Uh, alchemy is more of like a physical science slash magic in this, not like lead to gold, but like manipulating matter. Uh, sure. So really, really w- interesting way to approach that. <clears throat> and uh, 
Uh, without without spoiling anything, there's a, a whole bunch of adventure, and then in, in the end, she goes off to become presumably a space pirate of some sort. It's going to be do. a series. There's two so far. I'm looking forward to reading the second one. I don't like to read a series back to back to back to back, though, because then it feels sure. like I'm just reading one giant book and I get burnt out. Yeah. But I'm looking very much forward to how the multiverse got its revenge. <laughs> That is that is pretty exciting. Uh, uh, I'm excited to hear more about this because, yeah. and yeah. I I think it, it like I'll, I'll be curious to see how the rest of the series go. But I think it would work really well on the screen. The only reason I hesitate on that is because it does feel so much like disenchantment that like maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it shouldn't. Yeah, uh, it'll probably be different enough. But in our in our late evening, like when all is said and done, it's too dark to read, and we don't want the lights on, and we don't like we're not ready for bed yet, and it's time to to brain off. Uh, yeah. we we have still been watching some TV. Uh, we recently finished the entirety of Disjointed, uh, which was a Netflix show about a uh, uh, a cannabis dispensary in L.A. Uh, starring oh. Kathy Bates. Oh, <laughs> just, awesome! I love Kathy just, Bates. Just a just dumb, goofy. Um, I'm not going to... Uh, Truco. Michael Truco, who was Sam Anders in oh, yeah, Battlestar, yeah, yeah. is in it yep. as well. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, it's fun, stupid. Uh, I don't know if I recommend it or not. It's there. But remember how I told you about when we were on our trip uh, a couple weeks ago and I stumbled across that show, The 100-Day Dream House or whatever, where they do yeah. like you know, groundbreaking to yep. finish 100 days. Netflix has a show called Instant Dream House. Okay. And it stars Danielle Bates. Is that her name? Uh, from Orange is the New Black and um, the. The. Go, your dog, the Peacemaker. The oh, Invisible yeah, yeah. Bone. <laughs> uh, I think it's the, the same. Yeah, actor. Abadio. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Daniel Brooks. I, I, knew it, I knew it was a B. Uh, so Danielle Brooks is the, the host, and she has a team of, like, you know, designers and carpenters, et cetera. Uh, and then, like, so that's the, the core team that does all the planning and whatnot. And then there's a large crew of, like, 250 people. They get nominated Queer Eye style. Okay. They, like, get the family out of the house, and this crew just shows up literally 12 hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. They renovate the entire fucking house in a day. That's amazing. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, it's really fun to watch, and like it, it's definitely has the the tearjerker elements, like a like queer. Right? It has that same yeah, kind of energy. Come home and look, like, oh, yeah. my house. Yeah. And some of the people are annoying, as as is often the case. Sure. But like yeah. a lot of them With are just people there. in general. But yeah, <laughs> the, a lot of the, they're just really, really like genuinely good people that have like spent so much time giving to their community that they've neglected their own homes and lives and whatnot. And, like. It's it's fun and it's just like to see the things that they pull off in a day. Like I have said for so long, like without all of the bullshit hurdles uh, and fucking around, so many construction projects could get done so much faster than they do. Yep. Uh, and also does demonstrate uh, on the flip side of that exactly how fucking hard some of this stuff is. Like they they pre-built an entire bathroom and brought it in on a flatbed and loaded in like fucking Jurassic Park style, like the, like the Raptor cage. Yeah. That's <laughs> an entire kind of awesome. bathroom. Pre and like they pre-built a kitchen and brought it in as like two separate walls and <laughs> installed Jeez. it through a, a hole that they got like fucking brilliant shit. Uh, that is wild. Yeah. But speaking of trips, you just, you just took a trip, didn't you? 
I did. Uh, I took a little. I took a little trip. Took a little trip, and uh, yeah, we just went to MatsuriCon, which is an anime convention in Ohio. Uh, it was a three day convention. My daughter and I went. Uh, we That's went so all awesome. three days. We did different outfits every day. So on Friday, I was uh, variant Loki, uh, as I am often. I, I loved that, and I loved yeah. that you ran into another Loki variant. I ran into another. Yeah, I ran into Gator uh, Loki, uh, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Which on the next day, he was dressed up in a suit as President. Loki. Loki. Nice. Um, so he was Loki every day as well. That's awesome. Uh, so so on Friday I was Loki, and uh, uh, my daughter was Nezuko from the anime Demon Slayer. Okay. Um, and then on Saturday there was actually a very large My Hero Academia um, group photo shoot and meetup. Uh, so for that day we did our uh, My Hero Academia cosplays. I was the teacher uh, Shota Ayazawa, uh, who was a racer head, and then Juniper uh, was uh, Toga Himiko Toga which is uh, one of the villains. It's one of her favorite uh, cosplays to do. Um, and it's one of the villain characters. And then uh, on Sunday, um, I was, uh, we did another My Hero Academia theme. I was uh, deflated All Might or weak All Might um, because he is uh, in, in the show, for those of you that don't watch My Hero Academia, he is a character who is this really huge, like the size of the rock, like buff, big guy. But the secret is, is, is way back uh, in the, his prime, he was in a really large battle and somebody broke and shattered his ribs and basically destroyed his insides. So now when you see him as big, strong All Might, he's like flexing the entire time, like, you know, sucking in his gut and holding it in. But he normally looks like me, where he's this very skinny white guy and he's all deflated looking and, you know, his hair is all like down instead of all up and cool looking. Uh, So I was deflated All Might and she was one of the students from uh, UA High School in the My Hero Academia show uh, called Ochako Uraraka or Uravity. I love it. Uh, I love, yeah, I great cosplays. Seeing yeah. the photos of just a wonderful cosplay from from both of you and from the people that you you shared photos with. I I fucking love the the art and the the love and dedication that people put into that. It really is such a like a, a fucking cool craft that people do. Uh, it, it really is. It was such a cool time. And so there were a lot of Genshin Impact uh, voice actors there uh, as well. So that was kind of a cool thing. So because of that, there was a lot of Genshin Impact cosplayers, which was awesome. I snagged a couple of photos of a few of them. Uh, We ended up missing the um, Genshin Impact photo shoot because it happened roughly at the same time as the My Hero Academia one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of missed the opportunity to kind of go in and take a photo of all the group of uh, people because we were busy with our own photo shoot. Yeah. but uh, it was it was really cool. So there was a lot. There was also a few My Hero Academia voice actors. Well, they overlap. A lot of the Genshin Impact voice actors were also English actors for a lot of other anime and video game stuff. Makes sense. Uh, but it was a really, really cool event. Uh, we, we were in Columbus, Ohio the whole weekend. Uh, which... We did actually end up walking around the hipster area of Columbus, uh, which yes. is called the Short North. Yes. Um, which was an awesome area. Uh, really, really cool shops. There was a macaroon shop, a lot of bars and restaurants. So Juniper and I didn't really get to do. Yeah. She's only 10. So it's not like <laughs> we could go out drinking or anything and I don't drink. So 
<laughs> there I was that. <laughs> was so close to just hopping in the car and be like, what's that like? Eight hours? I can do that. That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was about six and a half for me. Yeah. So yeah. you could really do it. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been great because we had a lot of time to kill. Yeah. <laughs> the event. Yeah. But uh, it was cool. It was it was a really great event. I was really excited to, to be. This was one of the largest anime conventions that I've ever been to. I've been to Comic-Con, so I've been to large conventions before. But this was Juniper's first large convention. We Neat. went to a smaller one that was at um, RIT, the Rochester Institute of Technology, earlier in the year. Yeah. And that's when she was like, I want to go to one of these every weekend. Oh. I was like, okay, well, calm down. She's like, no, but really, can we go to more conventions? That's and we great. went to this one and it just it just blew her mind because it was huge. I mean, there was thousands of people like 90 or 95% were wearing masks. I was very appreciative of that. Um, there were a few instances. There was actually a really cool thing. There was this photo booth set up with a professional photographer and lights and backdrops and everything. And you basically paid seven bucks. They took your photo in your cosplay and then emailed you the photo for $7. We did it Saturday and Sunday. I wish we had did it Friday, but I was like, no, no, no. We'll like, we'll do it on Saturday. But after like in retrospect, I was like, Man, we really should have done a Friday too. But what a cool concept. And you could yeah. do like group photos and basically you just walked up and then they would be like, snap, snap, snap. You went through and picked the one you like and you basically paid $7 for all the ones you liked. It was awesome. Like, what it. a great, great business model for that, for those co like conventions, just yeah. to have like a good professional photo set up for your cosplay. Yeah. I'm I'm so stoked that, that you're getting to do that together. Like that's just, yeah. I love that. That she's been so passionate about it. It just makes me so happy. She's is like on the drive home. She was on her phone looking up other cosplays, uh, outfits she could do and buy. And I was like, let's get ready for the, whatever the next one is. Let's do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for you guys, the next one for us is going to be Bad CGI Sharks. That comes out this Sunday. Brand new episode. So, hey, if you're watching this episode on YouTube... Hit subscribe if you haven't already. We have brand new episodes come out uh, every Thursday. Next Thursday, we're actually going to be joined by Casey and Todd from the Superpod HeroCast, and we're going to do a She-Hulk uh, recap. So uh, it'll be episode one of She-Hulk, because episode two will actually air while we, uh, this episode comes out. So it'll be episode one of She-Hulk recap uh, and kind of a review, and we'll be chatting about that. And then as the weeks go on, uh, one uh, one or other or both or maybe none will join us again for a recap of she-hulk um I'm so we're pretty excited about that and it's going to be really cool both for the show and for them to join us it, it is going to be good and this is all leading up to uh the superbody hero cast fifth uh season which drops on september 16th they're Woo coming back yeah um so there it is everyone thanks a lot for listening check out our brand new episode this coming sunday wherever you listen to podcasts and uh hey Thanks a lot, everyone. And, yeah. uh, you know, as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Like, we're we're keeping track. And, like, Steve, Steve, we see, thank you. We see that you did it. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you. that. Everyone yeah. else, be like Steve. Be like Steve. Yeah. You know, we're, we're I've got a list. It's, it's, you can't, it's off camera, but you can't see it. But we've got a list and we're Michael, checking it. Michael's Santa Claus in this shit. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> you watch but if you the, want a good christmas episode you make, <laughs> or you're gonna get another uh christmas evil if you don't watch your or sleigh bells if you don't watch your mouth i don't want it <laughs> so there it is everyone thanks a lot for joining us and we will see you sunday bye a father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse a cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism 
a woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller Series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month, we bring a new short story to life in a full-cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller Series wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Music